Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. Hello. Welcome back to Brett and Cliff's Flea Circus, a Halloween edition. Um, <laughs> we're recording this before Halloween, but it will be out on Halloween. And we're going to yeah. talk about a film called Halloween. So it couldn't get more Halloween. Uh, you've just heard a little taster of what the film is all about that we're going to talk about later. But before that, hello, Brett. Lovely to see you. How are you doing? Hello, I'm fine. Uh, that was that supposed to be a ghost? That that noise or an old Irish lady? Yeah, I thought it was an old <laughs> Irish lady. I thought that's what it was. Certainly, it wasn't very scary, was it? Oh well, I'm I don't know. I'm scared. scared. Hello. You sound like <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> old Scottish lady, whatever. Is she meant to be Scottish? Yeah. <laughs> Scottish, I think. I haven't seen Mrs. Doubtfire. All I've seen is that uh, poster that you put on the. Uh-huh. Um, on the and that, that's frightening day. enough, isn't it? That's frightening <laughs> enough, that thing. Yeah, oh, so I thought puppets. it was a horror, so I thought I'd, or a thriller, I thought I'd go with it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, scaredness like is in that the eyes and ears of the receiver. The recipient. <laughs> <laughs> the ears and eyes of the recipient. <laughs> yeah, there might be somebody who's scared of it. Who are you to dictate that? I'm sure there was. I'm sure there's people terrified of Miss Doubtfire. Definitely. It is quite scary, really, when you think it, about it. I think I've already seen it once. I think it's... Uh, is it about subterfuge? <laughs> I'll tell you who should have been terrified of Mrs. Doubtfire. The kids in Mrs. Doubtfire, because it was a dad dressed up as a woman. What's he, what's he playing at? Is he... Um, so what's happening? The split up. The split up? Tell us what I, it is, because honestly, I haven't seen it since it first came out. Well, I, can, I, don't, I don't think I have either. But for, he puts his cake on his face. <laughs> he plays football. That's all I remember about it. <laughs> but he's he, he, he's Brosnan, right? And he wants to spend. <laughs> yeah, he wants to spend more time with his kids, and they need a nanny or something like that. So the only way he can get to see his kids is by dressing up as a Scottish nanny <laughs> and conning his whole family. 
Why did they split up? Did they split up because he's a fantasist? <laughs> Complete fantasist, exactly. <laughs> as um, in the film, and I can't remember, maybe you can't remember, it, listeners can tell us, in the film, has P.S. Brosnan, I don't like him, I don't find him very likeable, but has he actually done anything wrong? Or uh-huh. is Williams just wanting him out of the picture? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember if he's done anything wrong, apart from the fact that, obviously, he's a handsome man, and, and Williams resents that. Mm-hmm. So he, uh, he dresses up as a Who's woman the to, wife? to try and get him out. Is it Sally Field? Is it Sally Field? I, I feel so. like, uh, as they would, would might say these days, she's punching. With uh, <laughs> with P.S. Brosnan, he must be about thirty years younger than him. I know. I don't know how they work this out. I've, I've got no idea. Do you think uh, Mrs. Doubtfire has got like previous history of, of dressing up, and that's why they've split up? I think like, there's he's, a good. He's, I, his I previous think probably... outfit was a malicious ghost or something like well, you at the start. <laughs> I think he just keeps bringing out this character at inopportune moments, and the wife's just totally sick of him. Like <laughs> funerals and stuff like that. You know, try and lighten yeah. the mood by dressing up as a Scottish nanny. <laughs> yeah. And anyway. at the end, doesn't he get his own TV show as Mrs. Delphire or something <laughs> like that? <laughs> I've, I've, <laughs> I've got so. no idea about that, but that seems ridiculous. Oh. Has he always got <laughs> cake I mean, on his face when he does it? Guy and plays football. <laughs> I'm an old Scottish lady. <laughs> but he disciplines the kids, doesn't he? That's what he does. As Mrs. Doubtfire. Like he's carefree as, as himself, but when he, he, he dons the Mrs. Doubtfire outfit, what he suddenly mean? becomes he's a, not a good, He's not a fun nanny. He, I think he's he's fun and firm. Is he bringing the slipper out a lot? <laughs> <laughs> he is. Oh, the belt. Is, uh, <laughs> I was always, yeah, I, I was never hit with a belt or anything like I that. I wasn't dad, alluding uh, to us. us being attacked by no, I know, I know. a belt. <laughs> <laughs> My dad would always frighten us by just getting the belt and, and like snapping it together like that and making a noise. It was it's terrifying. A good noise, that. Actually, before we go on, I've got a really, uh, something very serious to say. Um, last week, I misspoke. Have you? Uh, yeah. Last week I misspoke uh, when I said I had dirty, dusty, fluffy floors. Uh-huh. I would just like to point out that um, <laughs> that was an error on my part. And actually, the floors are extremely <laughs> clean. What I would say in my defense, I thought you is might get in trouble. They're all they, we are, have tiled floors and a, and a cat. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take long for a little bit of fluff to build up, but it is cleaned very rapidly, very frequently, and regularly. Okay? I just want to put this matter behind us now, um, and hopefully we can all move on. <laughs> Let's hope so. Well, this week, uh, because it's Halloween, I allowed my uh, the wife to wax me back. <laughs> and that <laughs> what's it going to do Halloween? That, well, because it was it was terrifying for me. <laughs> I've had it done before. It does. It doesn't get any better. You had your I legs mean, done I, I, for charity, didn't you? I did have my legs done for charity, that. that's right. Uh-huh. All right. Uh-huh. I remember you sliding but down some stairs at great speed because of your smooth legs. <laughs> yeah. You, you should have heard the profanity that was coming out of my mouth. Oh, no. I, I, I know. I've never called the wife those things before, but some terrible things came out of my mouth. Oh, no. It was awful. How's your back? 
It's very, very smooth. Is it? That's good. It is. And who's benefiting of the smoothness? Well, I, I suppose I'm benefiting in a way. I, I'm free to take off me uh, me top at swim pools or whatever, or the baths, as we like to call it, <laughs> without feeling conscious of me uh, gorilla tight back. I had no idea you had a very hairy back. I have I like they look like wings on me back. <laughs> they only they only just started recently. I would say in the past ten years sprouting. But you'll get them, don't you worry? I've got I've got very fair hair. I don't uh, I don't think I will. I might. Yeah. It's more like Downey. I think on mine, very soft. Like Robert Downey Jr.'s hair. No, more like a little area that children would like to play in. So soft. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what you want, isn't it? <clears throat> that's what Robert Downey Jr. would want. Uh, <laughs> I've been watching the Fast Show again. I would keep talking about it over messaging <laughs> each other about it. Yeah. But it's brought a, a lot uh-huh. of joy into my life over the last week. Like when I've had uh, Good. Like stressful days and stuff. And I'm uh, watching the, mm-hmm. the fishing, the greatest show on, on TV of all time, obviously. Um, after watching yeah, the fishing, it, it made us want to watch it again. And just again, uh-huh. nostalgic, just took us back to being in, well, we would have been at school when it was yeah. on, wouldn't we? Um, just brilliant. Absolutely uh-huh. brilliant. Um, laughing. No, like, not, like we said before, it. not every sketch is brilliant, but pretty much mm-hmm. every one of Paul Whitehouse's characters are like borderline genius. But <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah, they are. Gino or oh, Gino Ginelli. Gino Ginelli. Yeah, you remember that? Who's that? No. It was ice cream. <laughs> that was the <laughs> advert from ice cream. Um, I can't remember. I had some. Uh, for ice cream. I had some Italian ice cream, or like they call it gelato today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that I saw like here in my head was the, the song from the advert from the 90s Gino, oh Gino, Ginelli. And I think there was mint chocolate chip, and that was what I was having. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember that advert at all. I think you're making it up. No, it's, That's a, what real, I it's a real thing. I was gonna ask you, um, when was the first time that you saw a pumpkin in the flesh? Now, the reason I asked this, right, is because when we were kids, (laughs) when we were kids, we didn't have pumpkins, did we? No, we had the turnip. Or a snadgy. A snadgy. (laughs) We did. (laughs) So pumpkins are a relatively kind of recent thing, aren't they? Certainly weren't popular or seen at all in the northeast of England. It yeah. might have been what was carved in American stuff, and that was on films and, well, obviously in in films like yeah, we're gonna talk about today, but um, uh, like it was just carving but, uh, turnips, wasn't it? Or Swedes? I would have said actually turnips. not turnips. Um, yeah, I would say turnips. I always remember the smell of the the turnip because you'd stick a candle in there. Yeah. And you know, it smelled love. I don't like turnip personally, but it used to smell lush, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, did you ever Everyone partake in uh, snudgy kicking? Well, that no, I was the victim of oh, snudgy kicking. Yes, Your snudgy uh, was kicked. It was, I was devastated. I, I went out trick or treating when I was very young with my sister. It was one of the, the rare times that well out, sort of you know, away from the street or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we had a very successful. Uh, trick-or-treating sort of time <laughs> with bags were full with sweets and money and shit like that. Wonderful time. These 
these bigger boys came from nowhere, just out the darkness, and kicked the snudgy, and it, we were devastated. I go home. I go home really? after that. Aye. That's shocking. Shocker. What were you dressed as? Who are these people that get themselves involved in snudgy kicking? I know. I mean, what drives someone? What drives someone? What drives someone to do exactly? It's disgraceful, isn't it? What, what was your behaviour? On that the fateful fir- I night. Think, I think it was, you know, Alan Partridge when he's dressed up as the zombie. Yeah. It's very similar to that. <laughs> I think uh, my mum put uh, flour and water on my face to make like a crumbling zombie face. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I had the shower curtain, but uh, I might have done. One of the few times I dressed up for Halloween, I, I, I recreated that outfit. <laughs> <laughs> What's your first memory of Halloween then? I think, um, I don't know, first memory, but I remember uh, like Halloween and Bonfire Night are kind of like quite nostalgic memories because yeah. obviously like trick or treating, it was something that you, well, it was very different. Wasn't it? Like, you never did anything yeah. like that for 364 days of the year. Then all of a sudden you're yeah. knocking on people's houses. Like um, I think I think we were the, the first generation to do that. I don't, obviously what parents, I don't think, did anything. Like that, did the trick or treat? Mm, I don't or think so. Not in it, not from where we're from, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But I remember we used to go to the um, just the neighbors, like even not even like the full length of the street, just the ones near our house, um, get some sweets and yeah. pieces and that. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I remember going to the Cleden Park Community Center for a Halloween party once where we were bobbing for apples and stuff like that. But, yeah. um, I mean, the outfits now, I mean, it's just like, whatever, like sexy petrol attendant and stuff like that. <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah. at the time, it was like a, a black bag, like with two holes cut out. So, yeah, and three holes so your arms and head could come out the top. Like It was. And, it was uh, like, like a whatever plastic you mask. could make at home, wasn't it? Yeah. Sometimes yeah, a plastic you mask used to have a devil one. Um, Aye. Are them witches' fingers that glue in the, glue in the dark? <laughs> they are awful, aren't they? I really hate them. I really hate them. Yeah. <laughs> them plastic vampire teeth yeah. that, that rip your gums apart. Yeah. Like they're too hard. Uh-huh. The material that that's made with is too hard for for a child's <laughs> gums to bear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were. I mean, they were almost like torturing themselves, weren't they? Bleeding gums after it. Should we tell people what we're talking about? Because we're Let's. not we're not just talking about how the film Halloween, which is what we've alluded to. Uh-huh. Oh no no. Oh no. We're talking about the second best Halloween ever made. <laughs> <laughs> in, in my opinion, anyway. <laughs> we're, we're talking about Halloween three, season of the witch. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Which is batshit crazy, isn't how it? How many batshit? How many Halloween films are there? Too many. That's what I'd say. I saw the um, one with old Jimmy Lee Curtis on a plane. Well, I was on a plane. She's on a plane in the film. You mean the newer one? The, well, I think that's the last one that was made. I think. Yeah, like the reboot one. That forget. It's pretty it. good. It was all right. I, I didn't mind that one. She's like think, tooled up, isn't she? Like she got loads of guns. She's yeah, well, expert marksman. She's preparing for uh, Michael Myers' return, isn't she? That's what she's doing. Mm-hmm. She's prepared all these years and stuff like that for him to come back. I think that 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 one ignores most of the sequels, isn't it? 
and yes, and there because it, like, it was a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's especially the one with Buster Rhymes. That one definitely <laughs> hasn't happened. I love. Um... I mean, fucking hell, what's all that about, man? I mean, that's like leprechaun style stuff, isn't it? Um, <laughs> it is. So, Halloween 2, so Halloween, we're back Halloween. on John Carpenter, right? So, it's a yeah. John Carpenter double bill. Uh, well, kind of. Kind of. He produces this, but yeah. it's the re- it wouldn't be made if it wasn't for the first one, which is John Carpenter. Yeah. Um, which was groundbreaking. It kind of mm-hmm. invented the slasher movie. The sequel, mm-hmm. Halloween 2, what's your thoughts on that one? It's all right. Um, I think John Carpenter wrote that one. He didn't direct it or anything like that because he didn't want to do any sequels at the time and stuff. But it's mm-hmm. okay. I it, think it's I mean, okay. Obviously, it's not as good as Halloween. You know, it's not as good as the original. But it's still okay. Yeah, I think That's it's all think. right. But then with the and then he one. dies. Well, then he then Michael Myers dies, doesn't yeah. he? In in the second one. Um, so what do they do next? So the idea is from John Cobb now, we'll do like an anthology where every Halloween will bring out a, a film with the name of Halloween, but it'll be a different story. Yeah. So it'll be a story told around sort of Halloween. This was yeah. the first idea of that. This is the first time to try mm-hmm. to do it. And it'll be in the same kind of universe, but not not the same storyline or, yeah. or same people or characters within mm-hmm. it. Um, mm-hmm. And people thought, what a fucking stupid idea that is. And <laughs> nobody went for it. And now every single program that gets made is that it's idea. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you look at that American Horror Story or whatever, that's just nicked that idea, hasn't it? Completely. Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I guess if, that was one of the first ones to do it. Now, yeah, if they did it now, it would be massive, wouldn't it? It's just because people at the time, they wanted to, if it was Halloween, if the title was Halloween, they wanted to see Michael Myers. Well, Michael Myers is nowhere to be seen he's not, in this film, apart from on the telly. Yeah, he's on the telly. But, and he? then what I right. particularly like is by Halloween 4, the return of Michael Myers. They've gone, <laughs> oh, fuck it, let's just get Michael Myers back in. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, people were expecting it to go to see this film and, and you know, for it to be a film where Michael Myers was in it because they didn't do any sort of promos or anything like that. All the trailers and stuff for the film sort of indicated that Michael Myers would be in it in some mm. way. And he wasn't. So people, when they went to see the film, what what's this? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean they started, it's totally different. Like booing the film in the cinemas and stuff like that. And they started, you know, just rebelling against the film completely. And I mean, it, it's not without its flaws, this film, but I, I still think it's great. Uh, I love it. I enjoyed it. I'm very confused by parts of it, which we'll get yeah. to. Um, yeah. Uh, but I think it's great, but it's it's just not the same. Like the, It's almost like they're taking the piss out of Halloween, yeah. Um, in uh-huh. a way, and, but it's a totally different kind of film. It's not a slasher film with a with a a, a murderer picking people off. No, it's, it's, that's not what it is. Um, so yeah. people would have not mm-hmm. only been like kind of oh, it's not Michael Myers. Then it's not even anything like they would have been expecting. Um, it's it's like got this weird occult sci-fi. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's strange, but um, we'll get on to what all of that stuff. So it's from uh-huh. 1982. It's the third in the series. This yeah. one's directed by Tommy Lee Wallace. Yeah. Um, we've still got 
our main man on cinematography. That's right, yeah, isn't Dean it? Cundy. Dean Cundy. Dean Cundy's right, still yes, there. Um, mm-hmm. Produced by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill. That's right, and sort of partly written as well by them, because um, originally the story was uh, by a guy called Nigel Neal, um, mm-hmm. who did like quarter mass, the quarter yeah. mass experiment and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Those old sort of Hammer films and uh, ones that used to be on the BBC as TV shows and stuff. Yeah. And Cartner was like a massive fan of him. So it's like very folk horror and stuff from him. Yeah, it is. But he, once he realised that they wanted to put loads of gore and violence and stuff like that into the film, he just said, no, okay. take my name so off. So taking his idea. So like, yeah, so like most of the ideas, his, um, John Carpenter did like a, a sort of rewrite of it and, and so did the director as well, Tommy Lee Wallace. But mm-hmm. Carpenter doesn't get like a mention in the titles or anything like that for writing it. Neither does no. Nigel Neal. No. It's all like written and directed by Tommy Lee Wallace. Okay. Because um, mm-hmm. you can see like the folk horror kind of stuff. You can see where that quartermaster experiment guy in this British, very British kind of folk horror theme it's in the film but obviously it's it's yeah. transported to california or somewhere and it's it's not it's not that setting but the themes kind of uh-huh. are there but i think yeah. for me this is what's really confusing about it or it it loses <laughs> i did enjoy the film but it really loses its focus i think because it's essentially it's got uh-huh. two Two things going on. Yes, I've got the sock on my hand. <laughs> I know. I Is it, what the fuck's that? <laughs> he turned into that wrestler with the sock on his hand. Yeah. What um, was his name? Mick Foley. Yeah, that's him. Um, but I think mm-hmm. it's, it loses its focus because there's two kind of things going hand in hand. Um, yeah. And I think it only partly works. Uh, yeah. Even like with a little bit of retrospective. Well, I, I think not as bad as with me, think. it's definitely not as, as bad as, as people think. I, you know, I definitely don't think that. I think people have kind of revisited it over time and stuff. It's become like a cult film, hasn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. But I, I've probably got the benefit of uh, of seeing it sort of a number of times, I think. Obviously, the involvement of, of Kartner and that I'm a massive fan. And his music's amazing in this. It's absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah. From like the titles. The titles onwards, are super. The, the, the it's like the titles are like synchronized, don't they? Mm-hmm. The synchronized, you see, like this pumpkin being made on the screen yeah. through electronics, and and the music synchronized with that, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like a really, what a really early like kind of home computer game, yeah. kind of like loading up is what it's it's like. Are they Aye. creating? They're creating this um, visual, and the, the music's in time with this pumpkin visual being made, like piece of code by piece of code um mm-hmm. i just think it's great it's a great opening uh mm-hmm. and actually the opening scene i think is really strong as well um yeah i don't know if you want to like go into like the what what it's all what happens in it uh bit by bit, but... <laughs> well the mental plot yeah. <laughs> the mental plot. Well, all right, so I've never seen it before. So here's my uh, my quick rundown of the beginning. You've got this great opening music. Um, and it's quite futuristic. Mm-hmm. It's very synthy, uh, like John Carpenter music, all it is. Um, it's, it's recognizable as his stuff. And then you've got a guy, an old fella, running away down this dark road, trying to get away from a car yeah. that's slowly following him. Um, and he goes to... 
like a motel, I think. Um, a gas station. A gas station. He goes to a gas yeah. station and he's hiding. He thinks he's got away from um, whoever's following uh-huh. him in this car. And it turns out it's like mm-hmm. this really smartly dressed young man. Um, yeah. I'm going to say a little bit like your typical Jehovah's Witness outfit. And he's been followed by... <laughs> it is. It is. I'm not. I'm not joking. Uh, do you think? That's what I think it is. I think he's. I just think he's like a a business version of uh, the shape of Halloween. That's what I think. Okay. I think that's what they are. Business. That's just my opinion. <laughs> I, I like the way that you went for Jehovah's Witnesses, though. <laughs> well, you've been chased by a very smart young man. Uh, he catches up. <laughs> he catches up with him, and. Uh-huh. He just overpowers him and starts strangling him on the floor. And the old fella manages to pull this chain, which is uh, it's stopping a car from yeah. moving. And he pulls it away and the car starts slowly rolling towards them. And uh-huh. I mean, it's about a minute into the film and I've laughed out loud at what's happened. Yeah. And I'm not sure yeah. whether I meant to or not. It's this car just slowly moves towards this guy. He's on, he's on the fl- pinned this fella down on the mm-hmm. floor and he's strangling him. And the cars go really slowly towards him. And he yeah. just looks at it. He just gets crushed in between these two <laughs> cars. And it goes like, <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, really, it's not it's, like it, the car's going so slowly. It's a really gentle crush. <laughs> but it's it's uh, it's John Carpenter's use of music, isn't it? He yeah. does quite a lot, which is it's used. I, I love it. I love the fact that he uses it because when it's done properly and stuff like that, it, it's really jarring. But I think it's used a little bit too much in the, in this film. I think it is case. because you've got that. The music's great, like the opening yeah. music, like I said. But when you see these bad guys. Uh-huh. suited men there's this really yeah. piercing like <laughs> like it's yeah, a kind yeah. of like uh electronic horror score yeah that is that people take the piss out of like uh uh-huh. garth merengue and stuff like that it's like it's it's one of those hallmarks that people like poke fun at and it's this mm-hmm. is probably like the originator of it Maybe I, I think it's it, it's good. Like I've just said there, when it, it's used kind of sparingly, because there's a, a part in the thing where it's used to like massive effect and it, mm. it terrifies you, but it's only used once. Do you know? Yeah. What I mean, and, and this it's 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 used a lot, so it's definitely overdone. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's like a weird mix of it's like a melting pot of everything in this film, isn't it? It's just everything thrown in. And I think that the, the four Corrie stuff and, and stuff, um, it, it's prevalent definitely in the film because there's, there's a large part of it that has to do with Stonehenge, which is like a, a blink and you miss it kind of thing on the yeah, TV. But yeah. Where a part of Stonehenge has been sort of stolen. This is a massive you, part of the film. You don't need this part of the film. It doesn't need it. The actual plot of the film... Uh-huh. Like Stonehenge doesn't need to come into it. That's I, it I think does. It doesn't. It really <laughs> it doesn't. does. Well, it does because uh, the need Stonehenge because of its mystical powers, right? <laughs> and right, what they're doing with very small portals of Stonehenge is putting it inside microchips of Halloween masks. No, but they could have just. I mean, that's ridiculous. Isn't but, it? Uh, <laughs> it is. It is. But. <laughs> 
I think it's also absolutely fantastic. <laughs> absolutely fantastic. It's just so mental. It's batshit crazy. Yeah, All I mean, the way it is. Because... So, right, let's go back. Right. This fella escapes, but he gets mm-hmm. uh, taken to hospital, and he just keeps saying, they're going to kill us, they're going to kill us. Yeah. Um, and nobody knows what he's on about. He's obviously been traumatised. There's uh-huh. a... Uh, a, a semi-drunk doctor that you see going home, uh, his ex-wife shouting at him because he's like late and he's pissed to see his kids, <laughs> and he takes them a Halloween yeah. mask. Now, now we should say that that this is Tom Atkins who is absolutely amazing in this yeah. film. Yeah, he's absolutely class. I mean, he's, he's. I mean, he's the sleaziest man. In the whole world, he's the sleaziest. I've got that written down. I've got. I've, I've actually got anybody. notes for this one. So I've got like one of the things I've written down <laughs> is um, straight in with a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get to that. So um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. Tom Atkins, he kind of goes home to give his children a sort of Halloween mask, and he, yeah. he, he brings them in like a ratty brown yeah. it brings like a really crap one and they're busy watching uh-huh. this tv ad for um f- mm. by silver shamrock um in yep. this tv ad which plays all the way through the film and is the, the main protagonist uh-huh. of the film is this ad uh and it's so annoying yeah. that's what we played at the beginning of the show is that tune um it is the Halloween, yeah. and all of these kids are like glued to the TV, <laughs> singing along with it. And the dads, I brought them these yeah. masks, and the mum's like, "You fucking idiot! I've already, they've obviously got these ones. They tell you what, he's fucking really terrifying. Whoever the um, the wardrobe guy is who made these masks, like spot uh-huh. on because there's a pumpkin one, a witch one, and I can't remember what the third one. I don't the think you can see it. Skeleton, yeah, yeah. It's skeleton, yeah. It's not, it's when, not the, the when the film, <laughs> no, when the film came out as well, you could actually buy those masks. Oh, could you? Okay. Right? okay. I mean, that must be worth quite a bit of money now. Yeah, yeah. I certainly haven't seen any of them, but they're probably latex things, aren't they? I mean, they're, yeah, they're, they're not like... those cheap ones, plastic <laughs> ones that we used to have. Yeah. Um, I mean, so when he's home, he gets a phone call from the hospital saying he needs to go back in because our man who's been uh, strangled is has been taken in, he's in a bad way. Uh, and he keeps saying they're all going to uh-huh. come and kill us. So anyway, a well-dressed man does actually make his way into this fella's uh, hospital room and um, uh-huh. pulls the front of his face off through his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's brutal, that, isn't it? It's horrible. I mean, what a way to kill someone. I don't think <laughs> you've prepared for that. Um, it's really... Not gory because there's not loads of blood, but it's really shocking. It's really, really yeah, shocking. He sticks his fingers in uh, his eyes and like a bowling ball pulls his face off. <laughs> and then they yeah, get, then they have to get the, the bloke's daughter comes in to identify the body and they're like, prepare yourself. And they don't tell her. Yeah. And then and she's they're like, sure. Oh. They're sure. <laughs> <laughs> they show the, the man's face her reaction I mean, is this, not enough <laughs> it's not prior to this we'll also get uh, some more Tom Atkins sleaze 
as he say, is he's talking to the the nurse and stuff like that, and asking yeah. how he, he she wants to lie down with him and stuff like that, and keeps patting her on the ass. It's it's, it's mad, <laughs> isn't it? Like he's it's a batshit. He's a, a character that's painted as a really bad man from the start. Uh-huh. Like when he takes the yeah. phone call to go into work, he's he's a strange uh-huh. wife goes, um, uh, doctoring while drunk. <laughs> 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 yeah, and she says like what a great role model or something like that, and he's uh-huh. like he just whatever. <laughs> uh-huh. So uh-huh. so Tom Atkins kind of strikes up a, a kind of you know a relation a very small relationship with the daughter of the guy that's being killed, isn't he? And he, he decides to go off on a kind of road trip to find out why or where the the father's been on the way, right? He, he takes road beers as well while he's <laughs> while he's ditching his kids. He's on the phone going, "No, no, I, I kind of come. No, something's come up at work. Yeah, yeah." And then he puts the phone down and picks up like a six pack of Miller, or whatever to take <laughs> with this woman on this road trip. <laughs> what an ultimate sleaze guy! I love yeah, so him. What, so basically, <laughs> the, the daughter's like, "Something's fishy here. Uh, something's going on. Mm. I've been looking into it and." Last time anybody seen him was when he went to pick up. So he runs a fucking joke shop. So he's yeah. stuck in Halloween outfits, mm. <laughs> costumes, um, <laughs> and he's got all of these masks. And the last, and they're the biggest seller. Everybody wants them because of this ad. It's playing everywhere. Yeah. So all the yeah. way through the film, everywhere anybody goes, this ad is on in the TV mm-hmm. or on the radio or whatever uh, with this uh, the sinister pumpkin motif. Yeah. Um. So Atkins is already sick of it anyway because he's been shamed by not buying his kids <laughs> the masks. Um, yeah. And the daughter's like, something's not right here. The last time anybody saw him was when he went to this weird small town where these masks are made. Uh, uh-huh. Why don't we go and check it out? And he's like, yeah, I mean, I've got nothing else to do other than look after my kids at Halloween, uh, which I've been <laughs> promising them. And, and you know, I'm a, I'm yeah. a, doc, I'm a doctor. Uh, and, I'm, and I was on call only last night, but yeah, I'll come with you to find out, even though there's you absolutely know, no reason for him to do it. You, you, yeah, you know why he does it, though. I know why he does it, because he's got some road beers, and he, he's like, soon as they get to the town, he's like, oh, there's the factory, we should go in. And he says, uh-huh. I think we should book a motel room first. <laughs> Pretend we're husband and wife. And then we've got somewhere to talk in private. <laughs> yeah. Now, the thing is, like, like Tom Atkins isn't the only person that's guilty of this because the the daughter also brings sexy lingerie on an investigation to, uh, to find the murderer of her father <laughs> whose face has just been crushed and she's just seen. Yeah. And oh, as soon as they get to the hotel, that's straight and it's, in, it's instant. He goes out to fucking buy a beer or something. So he goes to a bar. While he's yeah. in the bar, she comes out with a shower. I mean, you've got to have a steamy shower uh-huh. scene in a uh, in a slasher flick, haven't you? So <laughs> yeah. um, she like comes out with a shower and she's like getting a towel around it. And I'm thinking, oh, like this normally spells bad times for uh, ladies in these kind of films. And I'm thinking yeah. Atkins is going to make a move here, and I'm not sure. Or she's just going to get attacked by the time he gets back <laughs> she slipped into these like slinky undies and they're just that's it they're, they're together yeah. they've known each other they only <laughs> know each other because 
he failed to keep her dad alive. Like, that's the only oh, yeah. reason they know each other. <laughs> and this the sex scene's so uncomfortable as well, isn't it? I mean, the first thing he Tom Atkins does, the first thing, but the first thing he does is is just sink a breast into into his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so weird and like it's just odd, isn't it? It's also it's really um, odd. Also very influential. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you ask me a couple of weeks to do the very same thing to you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the re- the reason why they've done that, right, is the actress who, who uh, I think it's Ellie who played Ellie, she had a no nipple clause in, in a contract. So how do you sort that out? Just Put it straight it into Tom Atkins. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's, that's the reason that they did that. But while this sex scene's going on, there's a lady next door who is unwittingly Messing around with a microchip, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> it is. do, do, we don't know anything about. I mean, we know a little bit that no. Stonehenge has been uh, well, sort yeah. of raided, and a part of it's been pinched, but we don't know why. But it's she's been... messing around with this microchip. So very, very, like classic or very clever John Carpenter style. Um, because Atkins is in a bar all the time, and there's always a TV on in the in the bar that he's in. Yeah, there's always like an opportunity mm-hmm. to or wherever he is, there's TVs playing. So there's always like an opportunity to show some stuff that's part of the the plot. So one of the great things is, and it's a, just a little bit after this, but there's an advert for the Halloween. The movie is going to be on the TV at Halloween in the film. So. This film yeah. is uh-huh. the third in the series of Halloween films, but is acknowledging that the first Halloween film with Michael Myers is a work of fiction in this mm-hmm. world. I just thought that was really clever that that's in there. And that's yeah. like you say, that's when uh, you see yeah. uh, the, the pumpkin on the screen and, and Michael yeah. Myers and it's, Jimmy Lee Curtis. It's, it's like a nod to the first film, isn't it? Yeah. There's no chance he's going to be in it because we're telling you that in yeah. this film that was just a film, <laughs> so yeah. he's never popping no. up in it. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, that's it. So it sets the ground rules there. I yeah. guess even so one of the you know in the trailers and stuff like that. One of it, the but... other things is on this news thing. You say there's a little news clip saying that part of Stonehenge has got missing. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and that's all we know. So at the moment, we don't know anything other than there's some like sinister, like well-dressed men chasing people, yeah. and this advert is being played constantly. And there's obviously it, something to do with this. Yeah, advert. and, and it's, it's somehow connected to these masks, isn't yes. it? Because the guy was clutching a mask or whatever. Yeah. So that the the silver shamrock sort of label drops off a mask of the lady who's next door, and what she does is. <laughs> Foolishly, she, she sort of pokes it with like a hairpin or whatever, yeah, and it shoots a, a laser out in her face. Oh, yeah, it does, and <laughs> leaves her uh, with no flesh around the yeah. nose and, and mouth area of her face, just exposing. Now Cliff, <laughs> Cliff yeah. that's bad enough, isn't it? But what 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 could be even worse, right, than being shot in the face by a laser? I'll I tell can't you think what. Of anything. Insects coming out of that hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this horrible spider suddenly appears from a from our face. Out of and her mouth, yeah. uh, it's, it's mental stuff. So, 
So this is close. actually this is where we start getting into the uh, the the goings on because uh, what's the name of the guy who runs the factory called Kanalki? Mister Mister Cochran. Cochran, I think, isn't it? Cochran. Cochran. So yeah, he's the guy who runs the Silver Shamrock Factory. He's mm -hmm. the main player in this town, an impresario. Um, yeah. Also, another thing is there's a curfew. So these guys have gone to the town. Yeah. And then there's like, uh -huh. speakers going at 6 p.m., the curfew. Yeah. And that's uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's voice, I think, who does that. Yeah, it is. Uh, and uh, later on as well on the on the telephone, it's her voice as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, they don't really explain why you've got to go inside at 6 o'clock. But no, anyway, they do uh, it. Actually, as they do that as well, it, it, there's a scene where they're, they're saying it's the curfew or whatever, and then it, it kind of jumps to Tom Atkins going to buy like loads of whiskey. <laughs> so the shop's still open. What's it still open for? There's I think a curfew. He's like, fucking hell. <laughs> ten, <laughs> 10 to 6, I better get me whiskey in, but get back to that motel. And then when he gets back, <laughs> she's waiting for him in our lingerie. Yeah. I mean, he's Hitting got it's a great night for him, isn't it? Like, Fantastic. For guaranteed action from 6pm whether it be whiskey based or breast based yeah. he's got it all going on um, <laughs> so yeah so basically they hear the commotion from next door her face is shot off and there's fucking insects coming out of it and they go don't worry uh, Mr I forgot Mr Cochran's Cochran. will be along soon enough and uh -huh. Atkins doesn't say anything he doesn't say well, why is the man who runs a factory coming and is like, look at this? I'm a, he doesn't also doesn't say, I'm a doctor. Let me have a look. <laughs> he's not interested in that. I think he does say he's a doctor when the wheel now away. I think he does say that, actually. So you might have missed that bit. He does say that. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that does happen. And Mr. Cochran sort of says, well, we've got, you know, a fantastic surgery at the, at the factory and stuff like that. She'll be in the best hands. And then he, he goes to like his his cohorts and stuff like that. These people are in the suits. Well, well, what happened? And they go, it was a misfire. And like Tom Atkins, <laughs> like over he has this yeah. and goes back to the hotel. What what the, what do they mean? A misfire? <laughs> so then they, they try and go and investigate the fact yeah. after this, don't the they? Cogs, so but what we haven't mentioned is the, the most annoying American family <laughs> with that yeah. kid as well. Again, classic. <laughs> Like carpenter poking fun at like American consumerism and all of that, isn't it? Like it's it's just yeah, definitely. That's what it is. Yeah, for sure. All of you like he just does this a lot. Um, uh -huh. I, I know we're yeah. saying he didn't actually get the writing credit on this, but the inclusion of that family is is pure John Carpenter. I think. Anyway, yeah, they're really annoying. They're in the motel. <laughs> Certainly, to take the piss out of. Yeah, and they want to go to uh, mm -hmm. to the factory to see where these masks are made. Mm -hmm. And they, after their uh, night of passion, it, rudely interrupted by a woman getting her face shot off by a laser, they decide to tag along and go and have a look. Mr. Cochran is mm -hmm. absolutely world class in this film. He is <laughs> so, so good. Um, he's another yeah. like, classic. He's a good actor, body, isn't he? he? Oh, he's amazing. I don't care that what he's doing. Yeah. I don't know. I've got no problem with these actions, to be honest. I like his monologue when he he does explain what he's doing. Yeah. It's absolutely <laughs> fantastic. And in fitting with the the whole of the stuff that's gone on in the in throughout the film and stuff. But the only other time I've seen him is in Robocop. 
well, this is where it gets a bit confusing. So they're in the factory after this, and this basically there's loads of experiments going on. There's robots. Mm-hmm. There's Stonehenge. You've worked. You get to find out that. Well, hang on. You've you've jumped the gun a bit there with the robots, haven't you? Because uh, we, we do learn eventually that these henchmen, that Cochrane's henchmen, are are robots, aren't they? The androids, yeah, that he's that he's made. I mean, it's uh-huh. mental. So that these, <laughs> <laughs> so these guys, the, the guy at the start who crushed someone's head, he was a robot. He's got all these mm-hmm. kind of androids around him and stuff like that. He'll do his bidding and things like that. Who also, if ever they get injured, start squirting orange juice everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> So Tom Atkins go they, they go to the factory and stuff like that to investigate what what's going on. Um, I think they find a father's car or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then Ellie gets kidnapped. So then he's got to go back to the factory mm-hmm. and he gets kidnapped himself um, after discovering that the robots. Mm-hmm. Did you did you like that uh, other kind of mechanical thing that was knitting? The like old that? lady, the the scary weird old woman that definitely didn't yeah. look real. But he was going, where is she? And then <laughs> let he knock the head off. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. It's a bit creepy that one. It's terrifying. Uh-huh. And then so, he, did he did he pull that stomach out and it was all orange juice? <laughs> no, that was that that was the android people. So the okay. the sort of nondescript kind of people in the in the suits or whatever. They're all the androids, aren't they? Who who kind of do his bidding and stuff like that. And he beats one up and. And uh, realizes that they're, they're robots. So he, he he puts his hands into the stomach. Like, why would you? Yeah. What's he doing that for? <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't. I can't explain that. Like, I've, I've overpowered him now. What will I do? Yeah. I'll try yeah. and insert my hand into his fucking stomach. Maybe he found the weak spot. That yeah. might have been the robot's weak spot. Uh, so yeah, th- then Cochrane's kind of in a James Bond style mm. reveals his plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tells he, him he all rebels. about it. He does. He does. He tells them all about it. And the plan is completely insane. What he plans to do is kill all the children who are wearing these Halloween masks because he's actually a witch, Cochrane. He's a warlock, right? And the way he wants to do this is by sprinkling particles of the um, Stonehenge <laughs> in, into the microchips of, of uh, on these masks which will then, once triggered from this advert that we've been seeing, sort yep. of loads and loads and loads of silver shamrock advert, all the kids in America and possibly throughout the world, wherever they sell the mass, will, the heads will explode and snakes and cockroaches will come out. <laughs> <laughs> why does he want to kill the kids? Why does he want to... He explains why he wants know, to kill I'm, the kids. I'm asking you, why does he want to kill them? He just says, well, why not? Yeah, he says, why wouldn't I? Atkins is like tied up. Why would you want to do this? He just goes, well, why Why wouldn't I? Yeah, why wouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Irish. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it just gets even crazier from there, doesn't it? Well, he I mean, doesn't, the- so here's my, this is what I have not issues with because I did enjoy uh-huh. it, but I just don't think you need this these layers. Like he could yeah. just be an evil man in charge of a kids thing that uh, uh-huh. like uh, these 
costumes that hate mm-hmm. kids. So the point is that he feels like the real meaning of Halloween's been lost, right? Because it's only yeah. meant to be about the veil between the real world and the and the, uh, the living world and the dead world. But now it's uh-huh. all about consumerism and adverts and masks and costumes. So he could just... That's right, yeah. He could just be a bitter, like, old man that hates the way that that's going and make microchips mm-hmm. that react when the ad is played. And we do whatever to the kids. There doesn't, yeah. he doesn't, there doesn't need to be Stonehenge and they just need to sprinkle elements of it in. They don't need to have snakes coming out of their mouths <laughs> when the mask melts around their face. Like, but I just don't think it's necessary. But where, Cliff, where's the fun in that? <laughs> well, why where's not? Where's the fun in that? <laughs> uh, you see, that's why I like this one because it does just do mental stuff. Mental stuff just does happen. I think it, it's because of obviously the fact that, you know, it was wrought by three different people. And obviously we've got this Stonehenge sort of element um, from the English guy, you know, the quartermass experiment mm-hmm. guy who wrote that. That's what he's into, isn't it? That's, yeah. that's what he's all about. And then what they've done is say, kind of married that up with like, you know, modern technology and stuff mm-hmm. and, you know, with the the sort of subliminal stuff on the TV that'll suddenly activate this, so it's like a, a marrying up of these two things. Why, why serpents? Why robot robots? You definitely need robots in it because that's modern technology. This guy, you know, he likes his puppets and stuff like that. I mean, don't forget, this guy invented uh, the dead dwarf gag for a start, <laughs> <laughs> didn't he? That's one of these things. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I just like it because it's just it's all it's a marrying up of just craziness, absolute craziness. I mean, I can understand like people watching it like and thinking, well, what the fuck's going on? I actually well, I watched was it. Like, I took my eye off the ball a bit because I, <laughs> I do a bit of work. He was, like, was like that. He was like, eh? what's going on? What, <laughs> well, what's I, happening? He escapes. He goes to get his girlfriend, um, who's about to be experimented on i'm not really sure like what like what happens with stonehenge and stuff <laughs> i don't know what happens with it. <laughs> at the end so at the end what happens is he, he rescues ellie yeah or what he thinks is ellie oh it's too late <laughs> <laughs> um who and what he does is i mean it's weird I mean, he's walking past people Doing that old trick, kind of pushing something along with them, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so the gods don't see it. I mean, they are robots, I guess. Uh-huh. So, what he does is, is get loads of the silver shamrock, sort of uh, you know, the, the the signs that have been on the mass or whatever, and chucks it over everybody. And this activates sort of the advert and mm-hmm. and the Stonehenge thing, which shoots lasers yeah. into Cochrane's <laughs> This is what uh, I look, I look right a little back. bit blue. And yeah. makes them disappear. <laughs> this is where I look back up and Stonehenge is like <laughs> kind of there. And there's just these blue lasers circling all of these uh, like technicians. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Cockman's like, oh, no, I'm done for now. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then he escapes. Yeah. With, uh... <laughs> he gives him a little sarcastic clap, Does, yeah. doesn't he? <laughs> As if he's being booked. Yeah. <laughs> well done. <laughs> well done, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's about to get in his car with uh, oh, with this. Ellie, 
and uh, turns Hell out yeah. she's she's one of the robots. <laughs> she starts trying to kill him, so he knocks her head off. Yeah. <laughs> but why can he <laughs> overpower the robots? He's the only man that can overpower these robots. I accept that the robots exist. Mm-hmm. Why are the robots killing and chasing adults? Right, because they've chased the guy at the start because he's he's unearthed this conspiracy, hasn't he, to kill all the, the children of the United am, States. I'm telling you now, not a single person would believe him if he went back and said that. <laughs> uh, Definitely not. <laughs> they, they really wouldn't believe him. Would they? But that, that's why they've done that. That's why they've done that, for sure. Um, and and it, it does get really like slapsticky and stuff like that. He, he hits Ellie, doesn't he? Knocks her head off or whatever. Yeah, one of her arms are in there that gets him. So that's around the neck. So he knocks her head off, and she's like lying, her body's face down on the floor, and her head, the eyes are still like twitching. It's like it's quite comical. Um, And then he gets in the car, and he doesn't realize that one of her arms is attached to the car door. (laughs) It's been pulled off, and then it like Uh goes through his throat, and he just peels Uh the fingers off one by one from his throat, (laughs) and then. When he throws the arm away, it's one of the greatest mm-hmm. things I've ever seen. It like goes in slow motion. It's one of those where there's like a ding, and mm-hmm. the, this arm just kind of, and he throws yeah. it about like two meters away. It's like yeah. a, it's not yeah. far at all. And then we get another one where the the body of Ellie yeah the body takes him. Oh, you fucking hell. So I mean, they, they must be they must know that this is like humorous and ridiculous, don't they? <laughs> they must. But here's the thing. Do you think that she was a robot all the way through? Yeah, that's what I thought. Do you know what I mean? Because I, I, for one, she's shagging Tom Atkins. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Instantly. <laughs> Instantly. She's brought the lunch. She's not behaving like a normal person. Yeah. And at the end, when he does throw the silver shamrock labels on everybody, she does absolutely nothing to stop her. Does yeah. she? She's yeah. still as if she's a robot being programmed just to kind of a company Tom Atkins all the way through. Yeah. So uh, I think she's been a That's what I thought. That's what I thought at the end. Um, yeah. That's not the very end, is it? No. The very end is the, the one of the end. best endings of anything I've ever seen. <laughs> That's class. And they, they try to get uh, Tommy Lee Wallace to take it out as well. I think. Did they? Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's the best bit, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, sometimes you watch film like this and it just ends. Like, it uh-huh. just ended with them... So, like sorted out, I would yeah. have been very disappointed. But but no, you <laughs> end up screaming down the phone at someone. <laughs> yeah. So he, what he tries to do is to obviously get it taken off the the channels, doesn't he? But before he does this, actually, I I found this bit really funny. He tries to win it, uh, ring his wife from the factory and tell her that you know get the the mass away yeah. from the kids. Yeah. And she just she just loses her temper. Yeah, she loses Go her to hell. Yeah. <laughs> you're drunk again. You're drunk. <laughs> you've abandoned your kids and you've got the you're in a motel with a woman that you met a day ago. Um, uh-huh. And you're telling me to take this off the kids. She just shouts at him. So he starts ringing yeah, but... TV networks yeah, to TV. tell him to take the ads off. Uh-huh. And he get he manages to get two taken off. I think there's three channels at the time in America, but there's still one going, isn't there? Yeah, and it's played, and it's just it's it's actually brilliant. It's like cutting between his angry face, really close up on the phone, and the mm-hmm. um, the Halloween pumpkin, and he just keeps going, "Stop it! 
stop it, 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 stop it. Yeah, it's class. I mean, honestly, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place might as well just be taken from this egg from this film alone, <laughs> like every yeah. single thing in it. Like if uh, Matt Berry's character isn't based on Tom Atkins, I'd be very surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're right there. I think you're right. But I mean, overall, it's just complete batshit in it. It's just, it's just mental, but I just love it because it's mental. I think see- what saves it is, is D- like Dean Cundy saves it because it looks great, doesn't it? Yeah. And John Coppner's music saves it. As well, I think for me it's not focused, um, but I did very much enjoy it. I love that mm-hmm. the actors in it are like these kind of yeah. character actors playing this just these ridiculous roles, like as if it's like Lawrence Olivier type of thing. Like, I just <laughs> thought it was really good playing it with like real serious, like gravity to it, even though yeah. they're talking about snakes coming out of like people's mouths and stuff like that because of Stonehenge. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was great. Like, I'm like, you know, there's probably a million podcasts out there about Halloween one and Halloween two, and yeah, uh, probably not, not this one. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, me, I'm always happy to watch these things that are. Yeah, undervalued if, or underwatched. If people haven't seen it, they should watch it. I Absolutely, mean, it's, should watch it's, it. it's, a, it's a complete ride, isn't it? You know? It's a, a great. I mean? It's just nuts. If you're having, I mean, obviously, aren't going to be like many parties and stuff for Halloween this year. But if mm. you are still wanting to celebrate Halloween, um, in whatever whatever that means, and yeah. uh, like you know, have a few beers, get dressed up, and put a film on yeah. with some friends around. This is a great thing to watch uh-huh. there's one bit in it where i think he's saying like turn the right at the beginning mm-hmm. oh, he's in a bar surprisingly I mean, he's obviously <laughs> his local bar because it's where because the... he's the greatest man in the world isn't he cliff i mean <laughs> so the, the daughter comes to find him doesn't she that's where the alarm bell starts yeah. ringing for me because why uh-huh. would she go and find a doctor that wasn't even involved in the thing whatsoever yeah i know that's true um, yeah so she goes to find him he's in this bar and the, the guy's that advert comes on, he tells the barman to turn it off. And he goes, what's the matter? Got no Halloween spirit? Like, <laughs> that's not a thing. Nah. <laughs> not and he just thing. goes, he just goes, no, no, no. <laughs> no, it's not nah. a thing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's it. Should watch it. But I, I'm bit. sure with Tom Atkins is, Tom Atkins is like a, a guy throughout like the 80s and that who popped up in horror films. He's like yeah. a, a, a very culty guy and stuff. Yeah. I'm sure we'll, We'll do Night of the Creeps and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Which and this director, enjoy. he did Fright Night 2, didn't he? Um, was... And It, It, the yeah, TV the, series. Yeah, the Tim Curry well. one did that. Yeah, uh-huh. All right. So, yeah, I mean, I just watch it. It's batshit crazy, but just watch it because it's... Absolutely. Um, That's what I'd say. You got a quiz her out? I do. Oh, so, because obviously Michael Myers was absent from this film, mm-hmm. um, so I've got your yeah, Michael Myers quiz. Okay, I'm not going to get any. Some you'll get right. Some are like what you yeah, you might. Some are like the questions that you asked me. Okay, so well, there I you deserve go. it. You deserve it. Yeah. Uh, what is Michael Myers's middle name? Now think of the scariest middle name you could possibly think of, Cliff, and you'll get the answer right. Really. Scary middle name. Demonicus. Ooh. It's a nice middle name. But the answer is Audrey. <laughs> what is it? 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Audrey. Fancy being killed by someone with the middle name of Audrey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael Myers has three aliases, right? Can you tell me what they are? I no, think you might get I, one. The shape is one of them. Yeah, it? the shape's one. Well, it's the boogeyman. Oh, uh, okay. And the, the last one is the best one. Evil on two legs. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, evil on two legs. Here he comes, evil on two legs. <laughs> oh, here he is again, that Audrey fella. <laughs> he, he is evil on two legs, that lad. Yeah, I tell you what, that lad there. Don't let him in with your sister. Yeah, that's, that's tickled. What I'll this, say. That's tickled. All right, okay. Um, his famous mask is actually. A resprayed oh, mask of who? William Bill Shatner. It is, yes, William Shatner. Uh, how many, and this is going to be a guesstimate. Okay. How many people has Michael Myers killed over the course of all the Halloween films, do you okay. think? Before I answer, can I just say um, thank you for introducing the word guesstimate into the podcast. It's been a long time <laughs> since I've right? heard it. and uh, I, I don't, I don't particularly it? like it. <laughs> But it was the first thing in my head, so I said it. <laughs> um, over the course of all of the Halloween films, of which I'm not sure how many there are, how many people does he kill? Um, 183. Ooh, it's 89. Is it? It's not as prolific as he no, I thought he was more prolific. I think. Oh, well. What is the name of the town where Halloween is set? Oh, shit. I can't remember. I can't, I can't remember. Can't remember. It's Haddonfield mm. in Illinois. Damn. <laughs> I thought you'd get that. There you go. Sorry. So that's all right. I got two, I think. I mean, the, the quiz isn't just for you. Well, before we introduce the music, I did want to say that um, obviously we always tell people to like get in touch on Twitter and Facebook and uh rate the podcast and you know have a chat with us and suggest anything that you would think we should talk about and all of that kind of stuff and we've got some like you know we've made some kind of good friends and stuff like that from doing it over over the internet um so as always follow us on twitter at f circus pod facebook it's the name of the podcast you can listen to us on wherever you want really but apple's the main one people listen to so if you do listen to on apple podcasts rate it and give us a review if you wouldn't mind so much um but the other thing i was going to say is like we keep getting requests for people to be on the podcast which is great um we've had uh katie who we mentioned last week wants to come on and talk about prisoner cell block h uh davies a lad from shields uh, <laughs> who's comments a lot he wants to talk about stuff we could have him on um Ian uh Obroth Mackham, who's on the uh the podcast we mentioned last week uh who's all you know, and others have been in touch asking if they can be on for whatever reason. And um, what I would say is like this is a really personal podcast for me and Brett to do. Like it's it's we kind of do it not so much to do a podcast, but just to talk to each other once a week because we obviously live halfway across the world. Um, but we do want to. We had our mate Dan on before, so I think we will have some guests on every now and then when we talk about stuff, uh, especially if somebody requests something that we're interested in doing or we think it fits in with what we're doing so we will do that um so bear with us we'll get in touch with people who want to do it um not sure where we'll go next we've got a few lined up for certain ones 
that we want to hit uh, the 50th episode and stuff. On the subject of guests, I've mentioned before, I want our friend Nobby, Paul Stubbs, <laughs> to be on yeah. the 50th episode where we're going to talk about a um, big trip that we made back in the day. Uh, I think he was a major part of. He messages this week out of the blue, haven't heard from him for about three years, uh, with some uh-huh. uh, memories of when we were younger. And I said, well, why don't you come on the podcast? Um, uh-huh. I know Brett asked you. And he said, I've told Brett I'm too introverted for that. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say that like he must have been thinking of that reply for a while before he said it anyway he should definitely come on him and reedy should come on yeah i, I mean, know for um naming and shaming nobby now for uh yeah. for i don't know being weak a weak man is that what i'm saying he is <laughs> well know. he certainly was on that trip <laughs> well needs to come on and give his own side of the story anyway that's for the 50th episode which we're about 10 episodes away from of course uh, it does um but yeah so mm-hmm. keep the request coming and we'll definitely be in touch to sort out some guest spots or some um appearances when we talk about some of that stuff but in the meantime we have mm-hmm. some music to listen to which is very fitting for this episode so what we've got this week is uh a guy who's a, a dark synth producer from nottingham mm-hmm. uh, and they're called ecto plague yeah and this is i like this this yeah, I, told, I was talking to the guy yesterday i, I said i got john cotton i sort of vibes from it and stuff mm-hmm. like that and he was he was pretty happy with that have you have you listened to it yeah i haven't you, i agree i mean it's obviously like we were saying last week it's it's been created in with that in mind really or this kind of film in mind and certainly yeah. the name of the film uh, the song rather the <laughs> present height slasher um yeah. certainly fits in with that I think it's great, mm-hmm. and it'll probably have started playing right about now, uh, so we'll say goodbye, because <laughs> um, it kicks in in about 10 seconds. So, goodbye, everyone. <laughs> yeah, bye. This is, <laughs> this is <laughs> Ectoplague with the Crescent Heights Slasher. See you later, Brett. See you later, everyone. Enjoy the music, and stop it! Stop it! Stop it!
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.